Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, what's up? You know, I know that I'm that it's going to be bad football tonight as we're recording. Patriots, Steelers, Bailey Zappi, Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to watch it. I don't. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's. I, if somebody else told me they were doing something this terrible on a Thursday evening with anything else in the, I, you know, I'd tell them to seek help. Yeah. So I, I may need to, this, this could basketball on, but I know what I'm going to watch. <laughs> Always. I mean, I, I love the NFL more than anything. I'm not, I don't have a college football team. I don't have an NBA team. I don't have a college basketball team. I just have an NFL team, so my interest in NFL will always be, even if it's a terrible game, that there's going to be this one day in March or April where I'm just missing Thursday night football, even though it's absolutely brutal tonight. And for everybody talking about this being nobody's going to score points, it's going to be terrible, it'd be so funny if it was a shootout. Um, in theory, yes, but um, I'm playing the New England Patriots defensive fantasy, so. I think you're okay. I think you're gonna do okay with that. I really I'm, I, I hope so. But I'm also playing Zeke. Oh, gee, I have too much invested in this game. Oh, how this happened, man? No, it should be good. No, uh, Thursday night football. I thought you were kind of talking about Bengals and Colts, and I said, wait a minute, this is a big game for the Bengals and Colts. It's uh, they're still playoff teams. No, no, that's um, that that's for Patriots and Steelers. We're recording this on a Thursday, so you're gonna be listening to it on a Friday morning. You're gonna either have a really good time watching Thursday night football, or maybe you missed it. Uh, but we'll go ahead and get to a little uh, preview of this Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts. It's going to be a cold one. Wind chill at times, 20 degrees. I don't know if that'll factor into any of the game plan. But one of the things, if you look at both quarterbacks, I feel like you take the over in this game, not that we're a betting show. But it feels offensively that it could be a fun game for both squads when you look at this matchup. But what do you think kind of going into this game for the Cincinnati Bengals offense and Jake Browning and start number three? 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I feel as confident about hitting the over. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I think that the Bengals, if they're able to have the same success they were on the ground, will be able to put the opponent into situations that they should be able to take advantage of. But is that going to happen? Because I think the interior of the Colts defensive line is better than the interior of the Jags defensive line. And really, I mean, they've got interesting edge players. And maybe those guys aren't as good as, you know, um, Josh Allen especially. But even Trevon Walker is a good run defender. But I've liked Ebukam. <laughs> and I like uh, uh, Quiddy Pay enough that it has me wondering. It's like, um, are we... I don't want to ride too high off of the one game and think that this Bengals that Bengals offense is just great now. They're fixed. It's it's good now. Uh, when I feel like last week we were we were in draft season <laughs> because oh. of how bad it looked. So uh, yeah, I, I'm trying not to get too high on it, and I think that is kind of the over under is kind of two backup quarterbacks, huh? That's <laughs> interesting. Um, and as, as even though we have talked a lot about the Bengals defense giving up a ton of yards and not being a good defense, they haven't given up a ton of points. True. So you, all that talk about the Steelers getting 400 yards for the first time in forever, they gained, they had 16 points. It's and so annoying. It's so could, annoying. You could attribute it to luck or you could attribute it to whatever. Maybe they're just a bend, don't break type defense. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But we're in week 14, so – uh, I'm going to look it up real quick because I'm wondering where the Bengals rank in terms of points per game on defense. <clears throat> yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, okay, they are still 22nd in that area, so it's not great. It's just not bad. Terrible. Defensively, I actually want to see more out of them. I mean, I agree with you when it's when it comes to giving up points, but they just gave up 31 to a Jacksonville team that was really good. I know a lot of people kind of going into that game, they, have a, they had a shot to be the number one seed and they'll be – they should be fine in the playoffs, um, you know, depending on how Trevor Lawrence is feeling. I know he was at practice today, but for me personally, I do want to see more out of this defense against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I still think they can run the ball. I know Jonathan Taylor will be out, but Moss is still a fun running back for them. Uh, when it comes to stopping the run for this defense, when it comes to the passing game for the Indianapolis Colts, you know, let's just see what it looks like. Um, but for me, I agree with you. I was very positive and optimistic on Monday Night Football. It was so much fun as a fan just because the last two weeks have been pretty depressing when Joe Burrow went down that I pretty much felt like maybe they don't want a game the rest of the season. And then they go into Monday Night Football and have a near-perfect game on offense that it's giving me just a little bit of hope. And I think my hope <laughs> would feel a little bit better, not that the Colts are this dominant team, but they're 7-5 and five for a reason. They're a little feisty, I think. Um, and they could end up being in the wild card. They're currently in the wild card right now when you look at the playoff picture. So for me personally, it's one game at a time for the Cincinnati Bengals. I personally think, even though the AFC is down and it feels wide open, I think the Cincinnati Bengals would have to go four and one to get into the wild card, maybe three and two, but you could pretty much only drop two or one more out of the next five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wanted to look it up real quick. Um, so by DVOA, the Colts' defense is 12th in the league, and their offense is only 17th. Now, the Bengals' defense is like 27th on there. Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like this isn't a good defense. 
I just also have seen them hold teams below what I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, you could, yeah, you could talk about Jonathan Taylor missing and that, that will have an effect because teams have been able to run on the Bengals defense a lot more this year than they have the past. It doesn't even matter who the running back is half the time. It's true. Um, I think I've heard Quentin Nelson is playing better than he has the past couple years. He's looking healthy and seems like their offensive line in general doing all right. Maybe not perfect, but they're doing all right. Mm -hmm. And to go with that, I mean, they always get those tight ends that are blockers. So they've got guys that can do that. And then you got Minshew who's willing to really fire the ball down the field. He uh, is a backup that doesn't have the fear of being benched. So he's yeah. pretty, he's uh, pretty brave with the ball. Um, but yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I could see this going over the Bengals have played Gus Bradley a few times, their defensive coordinator, notably two years ago in the playoffs and the regular season against that Raiders team. And it's weird because Gus is known for being a cover three guy. He's going to be single high most of the game. He's going to be plus one in the box. And that's great for what they're, what the Bengals offense right now. I, I feel like we'll see if they stick to it, but I think they might, at least until Browning could take advantage of it. But they also usually grinded the Colts defense, but when he was with the Raiders, he always had Rod Marinelli with him because what he likes to do with his defensive line is get up the field and attack and penetrate. And that's something the Bengals are able to take advantage of this year. They took advantage of it last week against Jacksonville. They did it against the 49ers as well. These teams that like to fire off the ball, get off the ball, and get penetration. All penetration is good penetration. The first thing you have to do is get off. Well, that's great. And against certain schemes, that works. But when you can take advantage of that with these bend plays where you're just allowing that guy to get upfield and then you just seal them off, and now you've created a natural hole that you didn't have to do anything in the run game. So I think the run game – might end up working out okay this week, but will the pass game is what I keep coming back to. I'm wondering if it doesn't look like DVOA has, at least what I'm looking at, has a, a, a pass versus run. So The biggest thing for me personally, and, and what not to say that was a huge difference in the game, because um, it was Jake Browning's first start, and – the Steelers, I feel like, have a better defense than than what they faced in Jacksonville. But overall, when you look at the matchup versus the Colts, you do have T. Higgins out there. You do have Jamar Chase out there. That's going to be extremely helpful. They're utilizing different weapons. And as we mentioned before, they kind of dumbed down the playbook or it feels like they've dumbed down the playbook a little bit and kind of hits Jake Browning um, and, and what he can do out there. The offensive line stepped up on Monday Night Football. So when it comes to these weapons, I – I want to see just the, the balance of the run game. Chase Brown, I know he was uh, – they had a walkthrough on Wednesday with the hamstring injury, but he did practice today full go, so that's really good news for him because obviously hamstring was something he battled in the middle part of the season, the reason he went on the short-term IR. I want to see that again out of Chase Brown and, and Joe Mixon. Um, you know, that could really help them control the time of possession offensively. And I'm not expecting what we saw on Monday night, almost a near-perfect performance from Jake Browning to repeat itself on, on, on Sunday. If I'm wrong, then fine. I would love to be wrong about it. Um, I think he'll do enough, and it'll be okay offensively. Uh, but for me personally, it's just going to be kind of a different style of, of what you see when it comes to the pass rush, um, you know, with, with this offensive line. What do you think about that and the pressure that Jake Browning might face? Yeah. Um, I feel like – it's tough. Uh, I don't think that Jake will be able to play the level he did 
last week, obviously. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. unsustainable. I think the Colts pass rush is going to be – that'll be interesting because I think the Bengals offensive line put together a pretty good game last week. Granted, I didn't love – I think it was one of Jonah Williams' worst games, but then everybody else I thought was at least solid, and then they obviously did good work in the run game. But in pass protection, I thought they were all pretty solid. So we'll see if they can keep them protected. I do think playbook dumbed down is fairly true a little bit, not all the way. I think he still has to read things. This isn't like high school offense. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's an NFL offense. It's just not the Burrow offense, which I think is more strenuous and difficult on the quarterback. But – I also, I'm thinking like, one, you're going to have all the tape out on this now. So it's mm -hmm. going to be out there of like, what was he like to do? Okay, well, keep that in mind when we're getting into this coverage that they love to run this play. I like think I would mention they run a play called race or bulls, which is a sit route. And then the guy outside of that one will run like a 12 yard in. And you just read, like, does linebacker go to the sit route or is he going to drop back and get in the window of the in route? And then you just throw it where he's not. Jake Browning hit that a few times last week. So I would be hammering that of, like, don't take the bait. Like, let him throw the three, two, three-yard pass and then just go up and make the tackle. I think, I think a lot of it comes to the offensive line, though. Like, if they're good, I think the offense will look good. If they're not good, it probably won't. I wanted to look it up, so I did find. I think Browning has a good chance of having some run support here. All but three games this year, the Colts have given up a 100-yard rusher. Okay. Would, that be, would that be Joe Mixon's first 100-yard game if, if he hits that? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I just want to see it. I want to see that balance in the run game with, with Chase Brown and Joe Mixon. It was so much fun to watch because it was something yeah. that a lot of people were calling for all season. And then all of a sudden the passing was working and that offense. And there's something I want to say really quickly before we kind of finish this preview, get to some of the Twitter questions and then give our predictions in this matchup. I was seeing the slander too much, and I, I really didn't like it. I, I don't know if it was just fans outside or even just people who are writers of, of the NFL and kind of just putting that out there that this game wouldn't have the Bengals wouldn't have won if they had Joe Burrow out there. I didn't see this anywhere. Oh man, I saw it at, I saw it all kinds of places that Joe Burrow that this that the Bengals offense they have to do what they're doing with Jake Browning with Joe Burrow and, and if Joe Burrow would have been there if oh oh I, I've seen some yeah that's um <laughs> How sustainable is a run game when you don't uh, when you're not investing all that? I I think it's gonna be hard to sustain that level of run game. Now they might have a good run game this week because the Colts defense allows it. But yeah, I've seen that a little bit. The thing is, it's just usually the the run game isn't that efficient this year. No. So why would you lean on it? And then look, my take on this has been: there's a lot of people that really want to pound the rock and think everything runs through the run game still in 2023. And look, as a, I'm offensive line enthusiast. It's not true anymore. 50-50 would be a top three, I think number two, in terms of uh, your rush rate. Like being at 50% is not balanced in the league anymore. That's way above expectations. You're basically, you know, like a Baltimore Ravens type of offense, uh, Atlanta Falcons type of offense where you're just running the ball. It's now like maybe 60 to 65% pass is what would be considered balanced maybe like 63 percent somewhere in there 
I, I do think it's weird that there's so much about this, how it needs to be a, such a balanced offense, balanced offense. To me, it feels like you're not taking advantage of having a Joe Burrow. And why are you paying a quarterback $275 million if that quarterback isn't going to be in control of the offense? That would be my big question. If, if you really think that this Jake Browning offense is what it leads to all the success in the NFL, you should probably save money on your quarterback. Go find somebody that can just operate an offense that does this, gets in the play action. Think all the guys that are – that it's it's why people aren't as high on Purdy. It's, you know, the offense doesn't have a very high bar of difficulty. I don't know. I That's been my take is just it feels like, wow, there's a lot of people that don't want a Joe Burrow because they don't like seeing all these passes. And to me, that's just it's, that's the NFL now. All the rule changes, it's no longer the 80s. I've seen some people mention the the, like, Boomer, Esaias, and Bengals, like, well, they changed a lot of rules since then (laughs) to help the passing game. If the changes changes were implemented back then, I'm sure Boomer would be slinging it a little more. So ever since they changed all these rules to help the passing game, it makes a lot of sense to try to pass the ball more than you run the ball. And I, I haven't seen people say that they would have lost with Joe Burrow in there, but I have seen. Maybe it was the wrong account just on my timeline, but it was just like, come on. Like but, gotta. Yeah, I have seen the idea. It's like, well, you have to you, – we got to throw the Burrow offense out. No. Hey, I mean, it's been a top five offense over the course of a season, not over the course of a game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've seen – Championship games and a Super Bowl appearance, yeah. and then they were – it looked like, you know, in the first half of that Ravens game, they were getting right back but, on track. So, no, 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 I do not want to change away wanna... from the Joe Burrow offense. Um, And I'm honestly – you know, just a quick Joe Burrow update. He was at practice today with Brian Callian. No more. It didn't look like he had the sling anymore. Um, just the just the cast on the wrist, and we'll just kind of stay up to date with how those uh, how his recovery process goes. In the meantime, he'll be uh, helping Jake Browning out in the quarterback room, and then obviously on the sideline back on Sunday for the Indianapolis Colts game. Anything else that you would like to add about this matchup before some Twitter questions? No, not really. Yeah. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Colts, Colts and Bengals, Paycor Stadium on Sunday. Playoff, maybe a playoff. No, would not be a playoff preview. That's impossible. Uh, nope, would not. Would, you know, but you know what? It, it is still possible for the Cincinnati Bengals to get the number one seed, believe it or not. I don't believe it. If you can do it. After this weekend, you probably can't, but <laughs> it is still a possibility. Uh, we'll go ahead and go to our, our first Twitter question. Thanks again for sending those Bengals owners over Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. Great question. Friend of the show, Joe Goodberry, actually said this. Bengals figured out the tight end room. Which position group is next? Can that you the, yeah, that was about the rotation, right? Yeah. Figuring out the tight end room with the rotation. Mm-hmm. I'd probably argue that it's not fully figured out. <laughs> fine. Fine the tight end is all right. I, I don't <laughs> like they figured out that they have different skill sets and they're using them in different ways. So, but I, I don't think that I would go like, yeah, you just resign these guys and that's it. Like, no, I, no, I would, no, not I would it. Be very, you... I would be very into bringing in more talent, but that's probably not what he means. Um, so I think the obvious one would be running back, but in ignoring the obvious one would be the edge rotation the defensive ends there. If you get more Miles Murphy, more Joseph Osai, more Cam Sample, I would like that to keep Trey and Sam a little bit more fresh throughout the season. I feel like Trey has been taking breathers, but uh, not so much Sam other than missing games. So would like to see more snaps for those guys as the year progresses. I'm not sure if it would be a figured out situation that they're going to be more effective using those guys, but it'll be helpful for them for the future. Yeah, Joseph Asai is probably going to be under contract for one more year after this year. So why not get the most out of him and rotate these guys? Um, and, and I, I want to see more Miles Murphy if possible. Obviously, it's hard to take Sam Hubbard and, and Trey Hendrickson off the field when you have two really legit uh, defensive players. And, and I, it makes sense to me, but I still want to see a little bit of that on, on the way out of these final five games and regular season for the defensive side of the ball. I agree with you. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. Running backs are pretty easy one right now. And maybe we'll get to see that the rest of the season. That would be really exciting if Chase Brown ends up being – maybe RB2, because I, I do feel, I know you and I, we've talked about it. I still feel like Joe Mixon is coming back in 2024, not to look too much into the offseason. I called it last year. You, you thought did, it was crazy. You did. You did. I, I thought you were crazy. And I don't want to make that because I don't believe in Joe Mixon, because I'm, I'm actually really excited for what Joe Mixon can do in the run game. I really am, and I want it to work out. And Joe Mixon had a lot to a lot on his plate when they didn't have that RB2 on this team uh, most of the year. And then, and then Chase Brown was able to have a night on Monday Night Football. So I love that balance, the one-two punch in the running back room. And I hope that works out for them the rest of the season. And I wouldn't mind seeing it next year, Joe Mixon and Chase Brown in the running back room. So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, but we'll ahead, go ahead and get to another question. Can Jake Browning build from Monday's success? Yeah, sure. Well, Bill doesn't perform better than that. No, Bill doesn't continue to stack great performances and uh, build up a resume that gets him paid somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he can build upon it, as in just learn, get better, and keep showing that he is a better quarterback than a lot of people think. But if if build means like, can he do what he did, but even better, like build up from there? No, probably not. That's, that might be the peak game he ever has, to be honest. But hopefully not. That'd be cool. I keep seeing these performances. Man, I'm I'm sign me up for him having this magical run in the next five games and then getting into the playoffs. I'm all about that because Nick Foles run. Yeah. A lot of people comparing it to a Nick Foles run. I know it's only one game, so we'll see what that looks like because we had talked about it. 
when Jake Browning was getting his first start, and probably even after the Steelers game, that this offense just functions with Joe Burrow. And if Joe's out, doesn't really function that much. Jake Browning had a almost perfect performance, a few drops, and it was almost everything was completed on Monday Night Football, which is absolutely insane against a really good team in Jacksonville. And that was awesome. And this offense was so fun in that game. 34 points and obviously went into overtime with the walk-off. But I I just don't I don't know what that looks like the rest of the season. I'd love to be surprised. And for Jake Browning, a guy who um, I root for people who have been on practice squads or the backup quarterback position to go get paid and see success somewhere else. If you look around the league right now, there's some bad quarterback play. There's some uh, obviously a lot of injuries happening, but also in the backup quarterback room, a lot of people wanted the Cincinnati Bengals to invest in that room. If you look around the league, I don't really think there was a lot of higher, better options, to be completely honest, if you look at it right now. No, but they're probably facing one this week. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a reason that the Colts are 7-5 and five right now, despite the injury to their rookie quarterback. Um, and I would credit him for – and honestly, they should have beat the Browns in an absolutely silly ending. And they um, beat the Ravens. Yeah, no, it's true. It's it's yeah, no, it should be a tough battle, and there's a reason that they're seven and five. They didn't just get lucky, like I said before. They should honestly be eight and four on the season, to be honest. Uh, but uh, we'll go ahead and get to the next Twitter question. What do the Colts do best? Um, I haven't looked too hard at this. I haven't I haven't dove too far into the. I haven't watched the Colts in years. Short week. Yeah, yeah, but um, I mean, they're eighth in points per game. But then when you look at DVOA, the advanced stats say that their defense is better than their offense, even though it allows the twenty seventh most points in the in the league. Um, from like quick look, I think, I mean, they're pretty good at both run and pass. They sustain drives. They play fast. I know all those things. I know that. They've got some downfield guys. I'm yeah. thinking the offense here at first uh, is just they've run the ball pretty well all year. They can pass the ball a little bit with Minshew. They've got a good play caller in Shane Steichen. Seems like he's been a good hire so far. Mm-hmm. So the offense feels feels like they don't do anything at an elite level, but it's a lot of solid all around. On the defensive side, yeah, the, the interior defense – we mentioned a few times. It's 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 good. Forrest Buckner and Grover Stewart's coming back. That's that's a nasty one-two combo. And even like I mentioned, even the outside guys, I, I kind of like some of them. So I I think their front defensively is pretty strong, but they haven't taken advantage of on the ground too though. So we'll see. I'm a little worried about pass rushing from there though. Um, I do want to say that Buckner went from full yesterday to now he's limited. So that is definitely something okay. to keep an eye on for their defensive line and anything interior will always scare me right now. Um, I'm not trying to get on our interior or offensive line, but still kind of. They've been up and down. Yeah. Up and down. I think up and down is fair. Um, I, for me personally, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I really do. Maybe I'll change my mind when we're recording on Sunday after the game, but I think it, it should be a fun battle. I, I like games that mean something in December. Because, like I said before, I was counting everything out in November. So, uh, after the Burrow injury, we'll go ahead and go to our next question. Speaking Assess Cordell Wilson's play the last few weeks. Speaking of up and down. Speaking yeah. of up and down. He's up. He's up the past few weeks. I, I've liked what I've seen. Now, I feel like each week has had a play that made me go, oh, geez. 
<laughs> and Burrow takes like a big well, Browning takes a big hit because of it. But other than that, I mean, he's pretty. He's been pretty good, pretty strong. He's had I thought Cam Hayward. That's a tough matchup, and he did a pretty solid job in that one this past week. Not the not the toughest matchup in the world, but he took he did a good job in that game. One big quarterback hit. But other than that, I thought he was pretty clean. Um, he had a couple good run blocks in there too that were really helping. Out. The first play of the game, he drives a linebacker like five yards out of the out of the play to open something up for Mixon. So yeah, I think he's been good the past couple of weeks. Now he needs to probably sustain the success, and then even if he does, the Bengals could still be interested in an interior guy, and that would be the guy I'm assuming you would look at replacing. But I also think that he he keeps it up. I feel like then you don't feel like it's so much of a need. You might look at it more of like, a, ah, we could upgrade there, or we could find a guy with some athleticism, some juice to put in there. But and maybe you sit that guy on the bench for a year. Maybe it's a second, third round pick. You just go like, you're gonna sit this year, and then when Karras leaves, we have a center heir, kind of like the Eagles did with Cam Jurgens when they drafted him. Although Jason Kelsey hasn't left yet. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think you you still look in this offseason, but it doesn't hurt. You know, he's going to be on the roster. We'll see what happens as far as depth, or maybe he's the starter again. I want Cordell Wilson to succeed. Um, when you look at offensive linemen, they can get pretty expensive. So I would like one of them to hit as a – well, a, a draft pick to hit. They don't really do a other great job drafting offensive linemen, even though Jonah's been – serviceable this year how are you feeling about i think that? jonah's been the, the jonah has a case of the best offensive lineman this year i think so how are you feeling right now about the situation and i know there was an offensive line uh contract extension right now or that was out today for the miami Dolphins. Yeah, austin jackson i think that that's probably a similar deal like i think jonah's solid i don't know like i don't think he's amazing i don't think he's terrible i fought all last year uh, last offseason, basically saying, like, I think Jonah yeah. Williams is a solid starter. I still think that. I don't think he has massively outplayed that label, but he also has played up to that label, which I don't think he did last year, but there's some injury stuff and whatever last year. Um, yeah, I, I think he's solid. I think those guys cost some money. You look at that Austin Jackson deal, $12 million per year. And if Jonah is pushing for money. Mike McGlinchey probably got, I think, like $18 million a year last year. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's your solid right tackle number. And he might be looking at asking for more money than that because he's like, I'm versatile. I got the left and right. You saw it. I can be a solid starter on the left and right side. And he might not be that happy with the Bengals in the first place because he was very upset when they replaced him without telling him with Orlando Brown and then made him fight for his job at right tackle with Jackson Carmen, which didn't last long. But – it was a thing. So I think Jonas been solid. I, I'd, I'd like to have him back, but I also don't think I would mortgage or I don't think I would let T or somebody like that go to keep Jonah, but I do, I would make an effort to keep him. I think he's been a solid starter. I think like we we're just talking about Volson. I mean, I think he's been better than Volson. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think he's been better than Karis. I honestly, you could talk about the injury with Brown, but I think he's been better than Brown this year. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I do think the Bengals will offer something to him before sure. 
you know, I, I I think they'll do it. I mean, I, I if he finishes out the rest of the season, I agree with you. Um, probably one of the best, if not the best, offensive linemen so far this season. It's been really cool to see him. I I root for Jonah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like a root for Joe Mixon because there was so much uh, talk this off season about Joe Mixon, Jonah Jonah Williams, and I just wanted both of them to do well because if both of them were doing well, that meant my team. It was so clear to me that they were both going to be starting Week One, but I guess it wasn't clear to everybody. You know, it'd be crazy. Is we had all of that discussion last offseason, not us. Well, we were pretty much just like go Joe, go, go Jonah. We were wanting them to succeed. Um, but there was so much discussion about it that wouldn't it be crazy if both there well, we already said we feel Joe Mixon's back in 2024. If Jonah Williams is back in 2024 and all yeah. of that for two years, we've all been talking about it. If we all remember the summer of 2023 when it was just an absolute mess of you know who's coming back and who's the and, not fun civil war. It wasn't. It wasn't wasn't fun at all. So I'm I'm team. Um, yeah, let's see what happens. We'll see we'll see what happens with the offensive line. I don't know what it looks like in 2024. Um, I do want them to drop an offensive lineman at some point, or mm-hmm. maybe pick up one in free agency. So we'll see what that looks like. One more question before we give our prediction. The biggest reason the run game has been better. What you mean, like just this week? Yeah, pretty much this week. I don't know. You get this question. It's like, well, I remember last week, and it was like the worst run game I've ever seen. And then this week. I come up with a reason it's been better. I mean, I think they blocked better. That's the first thing. I think the wide receivers blocked better too. There was a couple, mm-hmm. couple of plays of wide receivers actually gave a good block in there. And I think T is probably their best blocking wide receiver, just size wise mm-hmm. and everything. So they used him a couple times too on that. Um, yeah. I, I think they took advantage of the way the Jags like to play on the defensive line, which is similar to how the Colts like to play on the defensive line from what Gus Bradley's always done. I think it was well-schemed, well-coached, well-called, and the players executed. I I don't think there's like a magic reason it was that much better, other than it was nice to get explosive plays and drop Chase Brown in there. I think that is another thing is Chase Brown has helped it be better this week than or last week than it was two weeks ago. At the same time, Mixon was churning and doing a pretty good job himself. So I I think what Mixon's success really came from was just better blocking. And I want to say that Joe Mixon had to do a lot on his own for a while this season. So that is a lot to take on as a running back. And he's probably at his age, he's probably more of a committee guy now. We'll see what it looks like, and you know, I'm I'm rooting for both of them. I, I'd love for two t- two running backs to work out. It's going to make it life easier for Jake Browning the rest of the way. Um, and yeah, it was it was really fun to see. It would be helpful in a game where there's possibility of rain, maybe a little snow flurries to be able to run the ball. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what that looks like offensively for the Cincinnati Bengals. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's get to the predictions. The seven and five Colts versus the six and six Cincinnati Bengals. What is going to happen on Sunday? Man, I got no clue. I I feel like this game is so hard to actually predict. Uh, I think, I think the Bengals run game will look pretty good. And that 
probably correlates with their offense doing a pretty good job too. But it is hard to put that into like, well, the run game's good, Browning's good because we don't know. We haven't seen it. We 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 haven't seen it for more than one week. We've seen him be good for one week with a good run game. Does that mean this week will be good? I don't know. And the Colts could just know what Browning likes to do better. Maybe they'll get on those second level RPOs and get on the middle of the field stuff and make him work and try to throw out routes to the outside, which he did even complete those too. So he was hitting everything. Um, on the other side, I mean, I think the Colts will be able to run the ball. I think the Colts are going to have a pretty good, I think I'm being talking myself into the over right now. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 I'm going to go 27, 24 Colts, um, which I, I'm very back and forth on it. I, I don't really have a great feel for it. I remember the despair we all went through after the Steelers week of thinking every game was going to be a loss. And now you're riding the high of the Jags week of like, oh, they're going to blow the Colts out. It's a backup quarterback. It's like, well, we also have a backup quarterback. <laughs> like the Bengals are going to there with a backup quarterback too. So I no idea. I don't feel good about any type of prediction. And uh, I have talked myself into it being a little bit higher scoring. But then you mentioned you mentioned the snow and the wind. Very little. There's flurries. So is the wind going to be like high winds, high sustained winds? I don't think it's going to be a huge impact on the on it. I just know it's going to get down to 20 and it's going to be pretty cold at, at, yeah. at some point. Weather's not super important, but if it is high, high sustained winds, it's going to get really difficult to pass because – both the quarterbacks that will be playing have kind of weaker arms. So I looked it up 12 mile per hour max wind. So I don't think it'll be high sustained winds. I think maybe just I'm just be... thinking about how cold I'm going to be when it yeah. starts to get into the forties and the thirties um, in this game. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think um, this game is, it's so hard to predict. Um, I definitely want to ride the high of what happened on Monday night football. I want these games to mean something. I think the worst thing that could happen is the Bengals losing, then winning, then losing, then winning the rest yeah, of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I either want them to win out or, you know, we'll figure out what 2024 looks like. Um, and I'm always rooting for the best. I want to see these rookies, what we were able to see on Monday night football. We got, the best of two worlds rookies producing younger guys producing and the Cincinnati Bengals win on Monday night football. That was amazing to see. I want to see them win this game. I was talking all about the over and I thought it'd be really big offensively for the Colts and the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm going to go 21 to 17. I, why not take this? Oh, you're taking the under. I am taking the under. Why not take the Cincinnati Bengals in this one until I shouldn't anymore? And honestly, if they win this game, there's probably only one more game this season that I won't take them. Wow. Chiefs game? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Have you looked at the Chiefs defense? It's starting to struggle, and their offense can't do anything. So maybe my mind will change because Cam Taylor-Britt could be back. I would would. Oh, that's a big one, too. And DJ Turner might be out this game. We didn't really talk too much about He's it. He's limited right now with the hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, so yeah. definitely. If you're going to be down two corners, I'm fully taking the Colts. But uh, the Colts could be down a defensive lineman. Who? Oh, Buckner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's possible. And that's a big point uh, towards uh, why I would pick the Colts is I think Buckner and Grover Stewart are probably going to do work on this interior of the Bengals offensive line. Hopefully not. But if I was predicting a mismatch, that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll just go Cincinnati. It, it sounds crazy because I should say, oh, it's a home field advantage. They should be able to win that game. But they've lost two games at home, and it's really disappointing. Um, definitely the Steelers game kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And then, you know, looking at this matchup, 
I think Jamar, tell me if I'm, I'm, I'm making too much of this. Jamar Chase said after the Steelers game, he's like, it really felt like we had no energy going into that game. There wasn't, it just felt different. And obviously it's the first real game coming off the Burrow injury. And they had the mini bye because they played on Thursday night football. Jake Brown is getting his first start. They get that Monday night football game. Practice was insane that week and it felt different. And I do think confidence is a crazy drug and they could have a little bit of confidence on both sides of the ball. You're coming back home. Playing three of five at home. I don't think I put much into this, I'll be honest with you. Okay. I'm just trying to make it something right now. I don't know. And I think the Colts are a good team. I think a lot of people overlook the Colts, but they're seven and five for a reason. Yeah, um, they'll be good teams. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself out of it. But you're you know. 21 17 Bengals. I'm 27 24 Colts. One That's of us bad. will be right. One of us will be right, unless they tie. Um, that would be, I was so afraid that was going to happen on Monday night football. Uh, what's up on, uh, all Bengals right now? Nothing right now. Um, sorry. <laughs> you I, everybody's just like, Whoa, this week was something. It was rough, but we made it. We made it. We made it to Thursday. Okay. Nothing's up on all Bengals right now, but there might be something after the game. You probably have great <laughs> clips over on your Twitter right. page. Bengals underscore Sands. That's right. Go follow. And if you follow, make sure you're retweeting all of his videos from the game. Great stuff as always. Um, you can follow me at LNDS Patterson. I just tweet random things while the game's going on. And um, we'll be back after the Bengals face the Colts. If they win, they're one step closer to the wild card. If they lose, they're probably not one step closer to the wild card. And we might be talking about draft picks in December. But right now... They're still in it. Six and six, seven to five. Colts coming to town. Paycor Stadium. We are going to ramble and end this podcast right now. Thank you, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.